too. Welcome everybody to Design Kitchen where we provide inspiration for innovation. Um, so today, you know, I, I really think people are lazy, but they want to be lacier. <laughs> so that's kind of where my idea of the week comes from, you know, because I was thinking, you know, like when you're out in, and there's like a wall, you just kind of lean on it and like put your foot on there and it's comfortable. Well, like what if you could get moved around in that position? Like you could literally just, it's almost like a standing up, uh, I call it the lacier chair almost like a standing up um, scooter where you're basically rolling around um, in, in a standing up scooter. And so this is an example of, of what I was looking at. Um, let me see if I can share my screen. So basically this is the concept, right? So I saw, I saw, so we're able to have, I saw this device do a better job, focus on their work. At the end of the day, you're not going to be tired anymore. It makes your job so much easier. We're you see how it just picks them up. Now imagine if you could be picked up like that and move as you're walking down the beach boardwalk. There's nothing out there like it. Just like there's nothing else out there like a Mac truck. Yeah, this thing doesn't have any kind of motor on it. Yeah. So then I was thinking, well, I started looking around. I'm like, well, I could develop my own motors. There's like all these motorized, um, you know, scooters and things hitting the market. But then I ran into this, right? It's about 500 bucks. Um, and basically it's like an adapter type of thing that you add on to a Segway. So anyone that has a Segway or a hoverboard, um, you could basically build around it. So I was like, wow, you know, that literally provides the motor and everything I need for the driver. Then, so this was an original design that I came up with. So, you know, ideally it was supposed to all fold into a very compact feature, like these wheels would go inside of this as it all folded. Um, you know, this is just rough, I would, my rough prototype I would do out of tubing or something but then I'm thinking what if I could replace the whole front um the whole front two wheels with some kind of mechanism that attaches to a Segway um and basically people would just buy like a foldable type of uh device that would um how do I move this I don't know what this is. I'm just stuff sharing. But yeah, basically they could buy a little foldable device that they just pull out of their car. This, if you could make it the size of the scooter and basically just attach your, your Segway or you know hoverboard, whatever, whatever you have. And now you could basically be walking around. Um, I'm thinking like Venice Beach where or some kind of beach area where all the bikes and whatnot are, are going down the boardwalk. But now you're just literally like leaning up against this like chair type of thing while the Segway is pulling you. And, you know, I would almost assume, too, it would add to the to the life of the battery on the Segway because now it's not no longer supporting like your 200 pounds. It's like maybe a fraction of that. OK, so was that uh, that kit is that include like the motorized part of it no so the Segway, it's it uh, let me reshare this yeah so i mean i'm looking at their price point and it's about 500 dollars um and it doesn't come with the Segway. so 
this is just the adapter you see it's like uh, grayed out so okay. they're they're just selling this top part here with uh, the little wheels that's going to sit on it and these little tanks here i guess it shoots these little bubbles or gels or something like a mechanized weapon type of thing yeah. and then you can control it with joysticks or the remote you know but in this situation you could literally use the same um you know the same foot controls to keep everything as simple as possible so okay. you could have the the foot controls here and you lean forward back you know maybe if you're using a segway you might want to only one wheel in the back so you can have more freedom of rotation or something okay but that's that was my idea for the week you know something like that i i could be using that um you know to walk down the beach and just or sit sit up okay yeah yeah so this is the idea that you've been talking about for for a little bit you mm -hmm. thought about it and just getting some further development on it yeah exactly i think i brought mm -hmm. it up before the lacier chair yeah so how's the rest of this stuff going? So you, you've got Infinity Skies. I know you've been working on your website, kind of working on your business plan. You've, you've got a lot of stuff going on with that. Yeah, so that, that's been pretty, pretty, um, it's been good, good. Um, so I was actually going to bring up too, you know, like ways to reaching out to customers. So that's kind of the level, the, the point where I'm at now. I set up the business plan. Um, I'm still following up with a couple investors. I, um, I applied for my SAMS number so I can maybe work on government contracts if there's any. So I'm, I'm trying to get that. I, I updated the, the whole website to have a more, um, just a more complete vibe to it. You know, I added like the podcast, so this would be referenced to it and uh, okay. as a resource and things like that. Um, also, I've been working on the SEO so, you know, that's, that's one of the things I took, uh, I wrote out about 10 articles, the five weekly tips, and then I went through and I recorded a video for each one. So then, you know, you have like 10 and then I would make them into a weekly release. So every week it's releasing one and then it, where it would have a video with the, with the um, article attached to it. And then that's getting distributed to all the social media, um, I, I, so all of these are like tips that people could be applying for their businesses, by the way, if you guys think we're, you know, just discussing it, but, um, yeah, so that, that's some of the SEO stuff. Um, some of the videos too, I got this from, I believe it was Grant Cardone during the undercover millionaire where he's trying to sell the marketing services to a couple of the local businesses. And part of what they were offering was, video marketing which seems to be a, a big thing so what i started doing with either these podcasts and also you know my own videos that i'm recording and just various things i've been chunking them all down into little two to five minute clips and so i'll release the whole one if someone wants to watch the whole thing but then i've been also just breaking it up and just constantly flooding the um you know, the market or the, the, the space with, uh, you know, with content. Um, and that's partially, you know, to build my, my, my own brand, you know, whether I'm working for a job, I have my own company, you know, if you have your own brand, you, you always have that to fall back on. So I have like my own personal brand that I'm trying to build. And then my, 
my company brand that I'm trying to build. Um, and then the podcast, which are all kind of working synchronistically. Um, other than that, I had some good, some good calls. You know, I sent out some emails, had, uh, I'm working to set up an email automation so that, you know, it'll basically reach out to people in my sleep. Um, you know, that's huge in businesses. You want to have automation type of thing. So, you know, just this week, for example, I, I kicked off, um, I emailed about a thousand people, you know, good amount of bounds and things like that. But out of that, I got um, maybe three meetings and it's okay. pretty, and pretty interesting. Um, one of them's a, like a composites uh, carbon fibers company that they're looking into business development. Um, another one is like vending machines, all of those no touch points. So they're looking for support with that too. Um, and I have a setup with them. And then I met another company who's basically trying to, take all of their machining um, for permanent aluminum molds and outsources. So they're looking for a machine shop to basically build all of their tooling. And, um, you know, those are some, some conversations that I'm going to, I mean, I have two more meetings tomorrow. So that's, um, that's kind of how the day-to-day the -day is looking right now in the business thing. You know, I focus most of the morning on, on outreach and sales. And then, you know, the nighttime, I focus on, on, on the marketing and things like that. Um, like today I had to finish a presentation and, you know, to present to customers, you know, and, and, you know, as you're going, things are coming up and then you're like, oh, I need to have my contracts in place. Oh, I need a presentation. Oh, I need all this. So it's just yeah, exactly. like, a, there's a lot of stuff that comes up and, and really it's like you, what I like for myself my nature is to try to get everything planned out ahead of time get everything all dialed in ahead of time but really you, you just gotta get get out there and start working on it mm -hmm. and as you go things are going to come up and even if you prepare a bunch ahead of time by the time you actually get to a point where you use it it changes like your your need yeah. changes and it's like oh well i got that template ready but the template is not even <laughs> valid for what i'm doing right now so mm -hmm. that's um that's what I've found with a lot of my stuff. So it, it's for me with my setting up my business stuff, I'm like, I'm trying to get a bunch of stuff set up ahead of time as much as makes sense. But at the same time, I have to re kind of restrain myself, keep myself back from jumping forward way too far. You know, if mm -hmm. I, I don't want to get too much stuff done, but at the same time, you, I mean, you do have to have some, ex to some extent, have some stuff prepared ahead of time because when you get started into it, once you really get into it, you could get super busy and mm -hmm. you have all these demand time demands. And if, if you can have effective templates and things set up ahead of time, then that will really reduce your time or, or like, you know, help, help with getting things done later down the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that part, you know, you are completely right. And, you know, first of all, it's like that planning. I mean, me personally, I think as, as engineers, we kind of get stuck in our heads sometimes and it's like, wait, 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 I got to implement. I got to implement. Just, mm -hmm. you know? um, so, yeah, I agree. And, you know, along the way I have been, what do you call that? Um, like building up templates and processes and whatnot. But, you know, like you said, you go into one meeting and they're like, well, we need this, this, this and this. Right. So you go, mm -hmm. you know, one meeting and they're like, we need your your 
your business plan and your go-to-market plan and you're like oh i didn't have that and you have to write it all mm -hmm. out but then you go into another meeting and they don't need that they're like well you know we need your proposal and your scope of work we need contracts so yeah you you could plan but it's it's always just um you know i, I feel the more you do it it's it's like a fluctuation and the more you start refining it the longer you are in business yep definitely so how, yeah. how's yours you know i saw your website it looked good i saw you updated some information really updated the website i i did some more updates just this past week so it's been looking a lot better um working with some some other people having some reviews some peer reviews on it and then um updating accordingly so based on the, all the information that i have right now it's just you know there's a couple of things like i need some more pictures to add to it and mm -hmm. um the other bits and pieces um, I'm going to add a, an equipment list. I'm going to add a gal total photo gallery of past work and the shop itself, all the equipment that I have. Mm -hmm. So that's coming down the road, but um, really I needed to get a good baseline. The initial website, when I, when I had first had it designed, it was just, it's a Wix website. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I had a, uh, somebody on Fiverr design it for me. Okay. I see. Well, I, I, I thought it was okay. I didn't just love it but I went ahead with it. And then I went through and just redid it myself. I learned, you know, Wix is pretty user-friendly. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not like you need to learn how to code or anything like that, luckily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be, I'd still be working on it, you know, <laughs> months later. Uh -huh. Because I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, code. I would actually love to learn coding, but right now that's just not in my, um, yeah, not something I, I need to be learning right now. Mm -hmm. So got the whole website set up. With that, I said the oh, more higher. higher higher ten coders. Mm, yeah, exactly. Later on, mm. yeah. So, but I got it all set up. I really like it. Um, okay. It shows what I can do, who I, who I am, and all that. And mm -hmm. so I'm getting getting that all set up because so I I'm getting a little bit closer to getting the machine shop. So I want to get into. Owning, owning the machine shop, being able to produce everything, design stuff. And then, so my, I'll be working with various construction companies, local companies in, in all, I'm going to try to reach out to the whole, as like a really broad spectrum of, of com companies and customers. Mm -hmm. So what, so, I guess, um, I'm curious on, on your approach approach to reaching out to customers because I, I think um, you know like for me my customer base is very varied as well and I think you know skill set wise something that you and I bring to the table that you know I guess I'm aware of it but I've also been told by various various recruiters and employees that there's literally a huge gap where you have salespeople technical people but that in between ground mm -hmm. where people like you and I um that have taken our time to study sales but then we also did the engineering in the background um so you know with that I feel like it gives us and especially you know a a, a niche um a stronger I guess a, a stronger um selling point because you're like I'm good at sales and I'm an engineer so we're bringing so much more value where a lot of the technical companies, I feel, were, were the ones that, um, 
that we're having trouble finding people or, or customers. Yeah. Is that something that you're running into as far as when you're reaching out to customers mm-hmm. in the industry? Yeah. And, and really for me, what it is, I'm a machinist and engineer. So I, um, having that understanding of capability really gives me an edge and understanding sales. So it's like yeah, having that good mixture, whereas in many cases, an engineer is an engineer and they're very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And, but then there's salespeople and they're salespeople. So it, yeah, having that like kind of a more broad spectrum of, of skill sets and um, it really helps a lot. And, and especially like somebody who understands the, the whole mechanical, the actual, how things work, how things are machined, how things are made. And as opposed to somebody who just knows how things work on a computer. Yeah. So that really helps a lot um, in, in talking to customers. It's, it, it really helps when, when I can, a, a lot of my customers, they're not engineers. They might be a machinist and they know, um, they know, machining but then they're 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 used to the engineer who comes in and just tries to know everything the, the engineer who thinks yeah. they like no you don't this is what you want this is what i want you to make and it, they, they don't talk the same language so yeah having the the ability to kind of speak multiple languages essentially mm-hmm. you know it really <laughs> yeah i'm like that's true it's like <laughs> yeah i I was going to say that because a lot of the engineers, they just know engineering, but I feel like you bring in the manufacturability with the engineering, with the sales, you know, and that's something that, that it's just an automatic, you know, selling point that you should bring up all the time, you know, mm-hmm. at, at least that's what I do to, I know people, resp- I found, you know, manufacturing companies respond a lot better when you tell them I'm an engineering background and I do sales, you know, I'm going to help you build your product or your, 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 um, you know, whatever you're working on. So how's the knife project coming up? So I, I have a couple of working prototypes on, oh. uh, they're all 3d printed moving pieces. Everything's working as, as much as I can 3d print with an FDM printers. So now I don't, you know, I, ideally I do MJF or something so that get more detail SLA maybe would work too. MJF would be ideal. Um, so next steps, I'm, I'm ready to start. I need to redo the model. So I, there's design, design for manufacturing is very important, right? So design for type of manufacturing is, is kind of like, you know, you have to keep in mind what type of manufacturing you're doing. So I designed the knife for 3D printing mm-hmm. and it works. Everything moves, everything fully functions. But now I, now that I'm ready to machine it, I need to do go through the model and, and design it again. Gotcha, gotcha. So design it for machining, so... And then, you know, just to make sure everyone knows, then if you were to change the process later on, that would be another iteration mm-hmm. type of design, you know, um, I, I guess for like a mass production versus just a, like a custom machining. Yeah, exactly. There, there's again, yeah, that would be another redesign for from, from going from custom machining, smaller batch quantities, which is what this is, this next design is going to be. It's going to be higher cost, because, but it's more, um, it, it's lower volume. low volume and low volume being, you might be talking a hundred thousand parts or 
you know, 500,000 parts that still, mm-hmm. you're depending on what you're talking about, could still be low volume. Yeah. The, now, yeah. when you're talking high volume, that gets more into the millions and that's just like super fast, incredibly mm-hmm. efficient processes. Yeah. And that is a, yes, different process, different design and different end result too, quality. Yeah, yeah. And you usually see the millions more like in the automotive and then like in mm-hmm. aerospace or something. It's like two, three hundred parts a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you brought that up, designing for manufacturing, right? So I guess this is a little bit just thrown in there. But let's say someone were to approach us and said, hey, you know, angels, Stephen, I have this design. I've been working on this idea my entire life. Um, and I finally want to, you know, put in the investment to, to bring it back to life, to bring it to life. Um, from your opinion, what would be the first like thing that you want to, that you would want to work with them? You know, once you refine the design, um, just to kind of let people that are listening, understand the process that it would take to, I mean, I'm sure we kind of showed them like oh hey we came up with an initial design now here's a proto prototype mm-hmm. but if you if someone were to approach us for a product development type of effort you know like in a quick little summary i guess what would be your approach just so that they know you know so they know where to go so it, basically if somebody came to me they had a design whether it depends on where their starting point is. Somebody might have a napkin sketch. Somebody else might yeah, have a, I'm thinking more of that. a CAD know, design. Like person working a nine to five, they had this idea in mm-hmm. their head. You know, I feel they've been of- developing it. They might have calculations. They might have all these different bits and pieces and some rough CAD models. Yeah. So starting from there, when I, the first thing you need to do is understand design intent and what their, who their target market is, what the whole product is supposed to be, what their expectations are. Or um, what are they looking to do? Who's their customers? Uh, uh, kind of a big thing is, are you doing business to consumer or are you doing business to business? Mm-hmm. So, yes. and, and to understand, um, and, and the reason for all those questions would be minimum order quantities and type of manufacturing that's going to be required to hit those numbers. Like I might go with, like we just talked about, I might go with machining with some things, but I might go with injection molding for higher quantities. If mm-hmm. I, you know, inv- it, so understanding the investment upfront investment, and that also gives them an idea of what their upfront investment could be. Mm-hmm. So, low volume manufacturing, which is you know what my machine shop does, is that stuff you have way lower initial cost, but mm-hmm. your your end product cost total cost for each product is going to be higher mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of you know just refinement to understand there and then next steps would be to refine design it in cad refine the design and go ahead and make some prototypes and what i found is rapid prototyping is very critical it, it and this is current. This is different than what it was maybe 50 years ago or even less, 20 yeah, years ago, right? 10 years current, ago. Current, now we can do rapid prototyping, rapid manufacturing. So I have currently have eight revisions of this knife. I've printed, I just keep design, tweak, print, design, tweak, print, and I just keep tweaking it. So making a bunch of prototypes to make sure everything, to test everything, test all function features, everything, make yeah. sure it works. And then from there, you ramp up into 
into some kind of production. Um, you have to know too, is it something that can be protected? Intellectual property protection mm -hmm. is, is kind of a key step if it's something that could be protected. True, true. And that, I mean, that you can basically outsource a patent lawyer. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would not touch yeah, that. I wouldn't mess with it. Nope, not at all. It, that's all full um, patent attorney re like referral. I can refer somebody to a, a patent mm -hmm. attorney and I can give them all, I can prepare all the documents for them, but then I just pass them off. Mm -hmm. Because even then, I mean, you can build like the BOM and the, you know, the drawing and bill of materials and things like that. But I've noticed there's services that are strictly like technical product, um, patents offices where they're like we'll make the you you give us like your product and we'll make all the drawings and all the verbiage and everything mm -hmm. for patenting so yeah i agree with you there i wouldn't i wouldn't even mess with that yeah. but yeah i just wanted to give anyone that that's considering building a product or a product prototype you know there's like especially now so many people working their jobs and people shifting jobs that if someone has an idea, they can literally just email you or me or whoever and be like, hey, you know, I want to kick, kick off a company. And, you know, mm -hmm. I like what I what I like and I wanted to bring up was the fact that if someone comes to you with an idea, it's not just going to be like, here's your idea. Go take care of it. You're doing the whole diligence. You're checking the market. You're seeing what their end goals are. You're basically helping them build the business around it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's really what I wanted to stress to people. It's like, you know, you're, you're not alone. A lot of people might think like, oh, I have an idea, but I don't know what to do, you know? And that's, that's what I feel people like you and I can support the rest of, 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 you know, any, anyone else that does have an idea, you know, you can help, we'll get it developed for them. You know, I can come in, do all the business development type of stuff and basically build an entire company around someone's idea prototype mm -hmm. um so i i you know i just wanted to kind of give people a little view into what would go into it mm -hmm. maybe make it a little bit less intimidating for for someone that that has been thinking about inventing something yeah definitely and then there's sometimes it, it, there's scope of work understanding scope of work is really important to begin with so some people might only want the CAD model. And then once they have that, they can go and pursue everything else on their own. Mm -hmm. Somebody else might want everything to be done for them. Yeah. If they want a, like a partner in the process. Mm -hmm. and, and essentially that's what we do. And, but if you, some people might just, they just want a service. So it, it it's like, um, I don't know, the first thing that pops into my mind is like a barber. There's some barbers you, you can just go to and you just kind of stop in, get your haircut, move on, and you never come back to it. Mm -hmm. But then there's some who you form a relationship with yeah. and you have like, you go there regularly. You they know exactly what you want. You're, you're a partner in the process. Mm -hmm. And it, so it, it's just a matter of, you know, to what extent do you want? Either one can give a good, good end result, but um, are you just looking for a little bit of it? Just a quick service and then move on? Or are you looking for a full partnership? Yeah. And, and that's, that's actually a great point that um you know had some calls where it's like wait do you need the whole business develop they're like no we only need the lead generation we only need this part of it and that's what I, that's what's you know great is that we're so flexible when we work with people like because you know we can come into your company and be your engineering arm if you don't have engineering 
or or you can you know just be basically we'll do a CAD design and, and shift it off. So that that's great. Um, you know that you kind of already ran into that or been doing that for 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 people. You know. Um, but yeah, I guess next steps. Do you have another project that you're going to be working on, or what's your to get the get the business going, get or getting um the, the machine job stuff going more ramping up in the machine shop gotcha. um, design stuff all that stuff's been going for a while now and then now it's just get, getting the machine shop set up and just go with it so i've been using just manufacturing partners and i still will too use manufacturing partners for various processes so some some stuff i outsource and some stuff i do in-house mm -hmm. yeah because that's basically i mean it gives you just this more complete um you know, and I was thinking too, you know, all of those partners that you're going to, too, you can always reach out to them and be like, hey, are you interested in business um, growth? You know, we can, you can, like, you can go in there and help them make more sales, you know, or mm -hmm. exchange customers or things yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, you know, we're hitting time. Um, I guess, did you have any other updates for the week or anything like that? Nope. No, nope. I'm just gonna I gotta get to it. I gotta have some documents to review and stuff to legal documents to create. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like 7:30. I've I've been probably doing from like seven till like eight or nine with like gym and food breaks in between these. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just busy and yeah, I know. Things get busy, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, you know, once you see all of the end, you start seeing like mm -hmm. You know, when, when I look at all the Infinity Sky stuff, because before you see companies and you're like, man, like I know what they're doing, their articles, all of this. It's just so much. But then like now I'm like literally just like shoveling away. I'm like, you know, within a month, I'll have like five, ten articles and it's just going to build up massively. Yeah. Start, start with something. Start somewhere. And you can always improve, continue, add on. It just so mm -hmm. that's like my website, too. It's like I, I started it got it posted, got it all published. And now, I've, now I'm just modifying. I'm going to be adding blog posts next, next. And, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a lot of fun. Video. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely rewarding. You know, anyone that's starting a business, you know, it's like you want to, I got this from Grant and I think Brad Lee says it too, but it's like, you want to build your personal brand. You want to, um, was it build your, your, your brand, your company, get good at sales and learn how to scale and you're set forever. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.